0: The Young Pro Show, hosted by yours truly, Dominic McFry. Thanks for tuning in to another episode, episode 12 today. Last episode was kind of a recap episode to go through the last several interviews I've had. You know, as mentioned in that episode, the goal is when I have interviews with people to listen more and you know be able to make it more conversational. It's not necessarily I'm trying to dominate the. The airspace. Uh, when I'm talking to somebody else, so I'm trying to just sit back, to listen, to ask the right questions, so that I can learn more from them, and then therefore you can learn more um, about, you know, their different career paths and such. So that's what the last episode was for. If you want to check out episode 11, today's episode. It's going to be a fantastic episode. A very, very close friend of mine. Uh, excited for it. It's been cool. You know, known him for. Geesh, no, think about it. Like a a decade, yeah, known for a decade, you know. So to be able to see both of us and where we kind of started from, see where we are now, and you know, it's crazy to think where we'll be in another decade. But so today's guest, uh, one of my best friends, went to high school with him. You know, ran cross country and track with him, played basketball with him. He um his house was like a second house. I literally spent I think more time at his house in the summers and Christmas break than I did in my own house. The only thing I didn't do there was sleep. Um. So, let, with that, without further ado, let's introduce my man, Austin Dykstra. And oh. I'll, I'll also call him Dykstra the whole time.
1: So, Dykstra, how's it going, dude? Oh, you know, it's just going great. Just chilling, obviously. Doing a little too much chilling with everything going on in the world, but hey. Gotta have do put, what we gotta do, right?
0: Have you put on the, you know, Corona 15? Quarantine 15?
1: I mean, you know me. It's like, I'm built like a freaking beanpole, so. Yeah, that's why I'm I am wondering. Well, in my in my mind, if we're talking like that, I've put on like the quarantine eight because that's Ooh. all I've gained. I'm at like <laughs> I'm at like a steady one hundred and sixty right now. One hundred
0: and sixty. How tall are you? Six
1: three. Just three. <laughs> I'd say that that's better than one, I mean you know you got to think how I, how big I was in high school. I was bigger in high school just because like I was in shape. I'm not in shape anymore. I don't even do anything. Yeah, you No, know, yeah. I, I will say I have picked up. I've swam laps. I've started doing that. What
0: the? I didn't know that. I've gotten into the swim, like, at obviously like a gym, or where do you find no, 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 like in my ba- right in my
1: backyard, dude?
0: Oh, because you wait. know,
1: in, Ve- in Vegas, we have these things called in ground pools. You know, I don't know, most of your listeners, I'm sure, are from like the never Midwest, it. so it's like <laughs> you know, these, these phenomena of not a pond, it's a pool, like, yeah, it's clear, dude. it's clear water,
0: dude. With how tall you are and how small that pool is, you probably have like three strokes until you turn around. It's like five. Plus, your pool isn't even straight, is it? Isn't it like curved? I go in like an in an, an angle. Gotcha. I gotcha.
1: go from the shallow end to the deep end and then back forth. It works. Wow. How long Do you swim? So like
0: fifteen minutes, oh, twenty minutes? Or do you have a time?
1: Yeah, I usually I usually go about twenty to thirty. Yeah, dude. I've only I've good. only done it like like maybe six times, eight times since I started doing it. Hmm. So it's like it's recent. The other, like, the other hobby I've picked up during this quarantine, like, that you've seen through, like, Snapchat and everything and like, my Instagram stories, golfing, for no reason. I I have gotten really into golfing. I actually went today. I was golfing today. I literally got back, like, a couple hours ago. Had my best round so far this quarantine, so that's a good thing.
0: So when you golf, you normally go 9, you go 18?
1: Oh, 18 all the time. I I almost never go 9.
0: Yeah? So what'd you shoot today, then? You said today was the best you've done. I shot
1: a 94, which I've, like... Since I've gotten, like, new clubs and everything, I call that my stimulus clubs. That's what I use this package for. Um, I, yeah, got brand-new tailor-made clubs because I was like, you know what? I'm just going to, you know, wing it YOLO. And, yeah, I've been going, like, two, three times a week for, like, the last month, two months. Just, you know, going out, getting better each time. When I first started, I was hitting, like, 120, like, hitting Double bogeys, triple bogeys, (laughs) like every hole. And then, like, today I consistently hit, like, if I didn't get par, I barely got a bogey or it's like I'd miss a birdie chance and tap it in for par. So it's like I'm getting better, for sure getting better.
0: Yeah, dude,
1: 120 to 94. That's a lot, man. Yeah. And it's not like I'm playing. Because in Vegas, they're known for their golf courses. So, like, yesterday I played one of the nicest courses I've ever seen in my life. Hmm. And it was funny because, as we'll get into, I actually saw, quote-unquote, a coworker. I saw one of the Vegas Golden Knights players at the golf course. That, like, I oh. literally almost ran into him. I was like, <laughs> oh, well, look at this. It's Ryan Reeves of the Vegas Golden Knights. I'm like, wow, this is fancy. Dude, Ryan. So he, was, he, man, was his, awesome. he was with his sons. So I didn't really want to bother him. But it was, it was a really cool experience to know, know that I can play these golf courses and you just see that sometimes.
0: Yeah, yeah, dude, that's awesome. That is super cool to (laughs) just run into a professional NHL player on the golf
1: course. Hmm. It's a fancy world we live in, right? Yes, sir. I I live in being in Vegas. but
0: uh, Yeah, we don't quite have uh, too many professional players that live in Ohio. (laughs) Not that I know. But with that being said, let's get into the conversation um so let's go back to, again. I talked about how we knew each other in high school Dykstra. So you're 18 years old, you graduate high school, you're going off to college, you know, at that point, what were
1: your Well my career goal is when I first like came out of high school, I wanted to be a track coach, which I think you knew because I wanted to like very much push that uh high jump mentality that i had had all through and like you know i was inspired by certain people that were like oh you know i did really well so why would you just want to like give it up but i wanted to be a teacher because that's how i figured would be the best way to get into that realm of being like a high school junior high coach is to be a history teacher because i loved history i was a nerd you know it's so yeah, cool. like oh yeah okay i'm pretty sure you got a better <laughs> grade in history classes than i did so that's a sad thing <laughs> um, But, so yeah, I wanted to be a history teacher, so obviously, you know this, I wanted to be out of Ohio, Michigan, Indiana, and all that places, so I went to school in California for it, and then we both were looking to continue our careers as far as our running careers, so I'm coming out, and before I'd even decided, I was like, I want to do track, and like the only offers I got were from, you know, those small schools like Calvin, Cornerstone, not t- not, you know, Heidelberg was, well, they were, I was, you know, not good. The big first yeah, is. Right. But, uh, and then I ended up going to California Baptist on a choir scholarship. Which I feel like totally changed my realm because without me going into choir, I wouldn't have, you know, gotten the opportunities to do what became my career. Hmm.
0: As far as, so what exactly do you mean by that?
1: So because I was in choir, I helped set up our sound systems. And so I was, I could not touch a soundboard or any kind of that stuff, but I knew how to set up microphones. I knew how to set up the soundboard and like knew everything had to be plugged in knew how to like run everything and rig everything. And then because of that, I got hired by California Baptist um, Entertainment section sector kind of thing before we had like a big arena. We just had this real small one that we'd just convert like chapel and we'd set up all the equipment. It's so like our chapels were in our gym. So we'd have to convert the gym into a chapel and then vice versa. So because I was on that crew, I learned a lot more and then my senior year 2017, they had just built a brand new 5,000 seat arena and my boss for the year before of that entertainment, and Chapel set up, came to me, he's like, you know, uh, we really enjoy having you around and we wanna continue having you on our crew, but we're actually gonna do a little different because I just got promoted to being our athletics entertainment manager and director. So he was in charge of like all the entertainment aspects and everything, and he told me, he's like, how would you like to be in charge of all instant replay for every basketball game in our new gym? Because everyone else on our staff doesn't know anything about basketball. Because like, it's true. I didn't, I didn't work with athletes. Like, I didn't, like, in intramurals or open gyms, I never saw them there. It's like they were pretty much, quote, unquote, like, I was part of the nerds. But I loved them. Like, they all were super knowledgeable. And, like, because yeah, of yeah. that, I feel like I learned a lot. But, yeah, as far as basketball, he's like, how would you, like, do that? And I'm like, okay. So they brought me in two weeks before I was supposed to be at school. And I trained with a professional on their replay system. And then everything else I pretty much self-taught. And I was in charge of it for that senior year. Fell in love with it and decided this is what I'm going to do with my life. I'm not going to be a teacher even though I literally went to school for four years and paid for it and paying for it and <laughs> didn't decide to pursue it. Because my mom just walked out of the room giving me like, yeah, duh.
0: (laughs) No, that is cool. I did not, I mean, obviously I know a little bit about your story, but I did not realize that kind of initially what got you into it was choir and getting that experience, that initial experience, again, with just sound equipment and setting up and taking down. And then not only that experience, but then also just the connections that you had made with people um, to then, you know, when they had different opportunities, you were the first person that they went to for that.
1: Yeah. And it was amazing that that happened. And because like I said, without me getting that choir scholarship, I probably would have ended up going to, you know, a small school in our area and running and probably enjoying it and pursuing whatever I would have pursued because obviously life changes no matter where you go. So who knows what happened? But I am super thankful for the opportunities that I've gotten uh, since then, because, because of just that little, you know, a basketball season is only from when I was working October until they got knocked out of the tournament in March. So, I mean, at that time it was a D two tournament, you know, they're now D one. My school went D one last year or the year after I graduated. So 2018, Hmm. they became D one. 2018, 19, they were D1. And I was like, wow, way to go D1 and play all these big schools. I would have loved to do instant replay like work <laughs> games for the year after. Otherwise, and I was watching all these, like, D2 schools and them just, like, destroying everyone because they were getting prepared to be D1. Right. But it's okay. They still didn't win, like, anything. But sorry. all right. So, <laughs> alumni. Lance up. There you go, dude. Um,
0: so you talk about – yeah, Lance up. <laughs>
1: um what's a lancer i remember that was like our one conversation when i said i was going to that school
0: hey i'm heidelberg the home of the student princes so i get that man that's true um so anyways so you're talking about this experience that you got in working that you know throughout your senior year and working sports replay which is awesome so then you know once you graduated obviously you did not have a degree in that you had your degree in history um and you know from there Like what did that look like as you went for job searches without an actual degree in that and really just, I mean, you had obviously that experience, but not a degree in it. Like, was it easy to get a job? Was it difficult? What did that look like immediately after college for you?
1: It was absolutely terrifying. (laughs) Like, like that is the best word to describe it. It was terrifying coming out of college and not really knowing what you were going to do. And that's what I was. And, uh, Right before I graduated, I actually applied for basically any internship in that realm you could think of. But again, you'd you'd like either I received nothing back, or I received the oh you don't have enough experience to even be considered for anything in this <laughs> realm. And I'm like, yep, figured. So then I was like, all right, what can I do? And then this little thing popped up, uh, which was an international sports business trip through Living Sport. A little shout out to Living Sport um, that. Brought me to Dublin, Ireland, to basically um, travel around there and tour different arenas and stadiums in Ireland, in Dublin, which was amazing. And literally just like talk to industry professionals. It was more geared towards like if you're going into like ticketing and management and like that kind of realm, that's what it's more um, aimed at when I was looking for more like the production side. So, although it wasn't really much of just, you know, like a bumper on my resume when I started, come, when I came back and started reapplying to stuff. Right. But it was still an amazing experience and I loved every minute of it. And I actually, like, have gained great friends from it. Like, I still talk to quite a few people that I was on that trip with. Like, we just had an amazing group, clicked immediately, would go out to, like, you know, downtown Dublin, hang out. Go like, you know, bar hopping and everything else like that and just had a great community. And then even when we were done, we still have that like network set. Um, But then when I came back, I started working for the Speedway uh, and the Las Vegas Motor Speedway doing ticket sales because it was the only place that basically was sports that I got hired. So again, I was saying terrifying Right. that, yeah, that took until July when I finally like, I think I came, I was working for my grandpa and my uncle in central California, like I had done every summer or almost every summer during college. And I was working for them and I get a call from just like a random application that I had done for Vegas because I knew that after I got back from Ireland, I wasn't going to go back to California. I was staying in Vegas and I wanted to be in Vegas or I was going to move somewhere else. I didn't want to be in California because... California is weird and expensive um so I got back uh literally got the interview over fourth of July when I was visiting for fourth of July went to Ireland and literally the day after I got back from Ireland after traveling for I think 26 hours the next morning I had to be up at seven to be out at the speedway at eight for training Shoo! I was miserable but it, I mean <laughs> I, again that too it just kind of like got me in the realm got me working got a paycheck that was like the biggest thing and then you know a month later I'm still actively applying for pretty much anything I can and I think just randomly like I work, use teamwork online if anyone is interested in like sports jobs at all I highly suggest TeamworkOnline.com. you get you know great thing a little not little ad push for them geez I'm just you need to get sponsored by these people. Yeah, I'm just like yeah. giving them everything for you.
0: For real, man. I'll have to reach out to them.
1: <laughs> right. So Teamwork Online, uh, that's actually how I applied for the Living Sport, the Dublin trip, was through that. And that's how I applied for most of my internships, was that website. And it's just basically, uh, it's indeed for sports jobs. It's a gotcha. sports job, job board. And it, it's great. And there's still sometimes, I still get emails from them like, oh, you may be interested in this job. And I'm like, Yeah, I don't think I am, but it's okay. I think I like where I'm at right now. But, so, one that popped up was for the Vegas Golden Knights. And I applied for four different positions with the Golden Knights. I didn't just apply for one. They had one for replay operator. But then I had also done other stuff. I was a little bit of cross-trained on like camera and a few other things coming out of college and coming out of my experience at CBU. So, I just said, I'm like, you know YOLO apply for them all the worst they can do is say no well yeah, sure. one, one morning I get a call from at the time our uh, manager of live entertainment was Jim Dittman I get a call from him and at first I didn't recognize the number so I let it go to voicemail because I'm still like asleep because at this time I'm not <laughs> working I'm working like three days a week at the Speedway so it's like I'm just being super lazy and I like see it I'm like eh, ignore it's like 8.30, 9 o'clock in the morning. I'm like, nah, I'll just like go to voicemail. And then I like, see see that they left the voicemail, because normally that didn't happen. If you get a, a random call, it's like, you know, typically a robot or whatever. So it's like a voicemail and then I see like immediately it left a voicemail and I'm like, oh. Uh, <laughs> so then I picked it up, re, uh, answer the voicemail and it's like, hey, this is Jim Dittman of the Vegas Golden Knights. I'm like, ah! And I like literally like, internally screamed and like immediately called him back. And I was like, He's like, oh, yeah, we'd like to bring you in for an interview. And I'm like, ah. So I got the interview. And I always say, it's like, if I can get the interview, I think I have enough talking skills. I have a chance. And that's exactly what happened. I went in. Um, it was funny because I had not met uh, Jim yet. But um, when I walked into the actual interview, was at T-Mobile Arena where the Vegas Golden Knights play. I walked into their suite level and was waiting at the elevator to go up to the control room and waiting for the person that was gonna meet me. And these two guys walk in in Vegas Golden Knights gear. One's like a taller dude, the other one's shorter. The other dude is named Tyler Ferraro, I still work with him. And they're just like, oh, are you here for the interview? I'm like, yep, And They're just like, oh, well, we'll just walk you up to the control room, we're going up that way anyways. So it's all the way at the fifth floor, like I, you've seen yeah. pictures, and like, you've seen your picture on the Jumbotron, we oversee everything from up there. <laughs> um, and, so we get up there, and like I'm just like you know talking to him in the elevator. They're asking me questions, like whatever. And I didn't really realize that the other guy, the taller guy, is Jim Dittman, the guy that called me on the phone. I didn't recognize his voice because mm. I don't think anybody really recognized from a short voicemail and a short phone conversation right. of that. So we get to the control room, and I was like, oh, well, good luck in the interview. I'm like, oh, thank you. And then Jim's like, and I'm like, oh, don't you have to go anywhere? And he's like, no, I'm going to be doing your interview. I'm like, <gasps> And I was like, so basically I already started. He's like, oh, yeah, you're doing a great job. I'm like, okay, cool. <laughs> so we go in, and then like the manager of T-Mobile Arena, he's up there, and he actually asked me most of the questions. So originally I thought he was more going to be the person I was going to be working for, not Jim, but then it turns out. Yeah. Uh, crushed the interview. It went great. I was so nervous, just like shaking. Uh, I was in a suit. I walked in, like, even... Cause I mean I gotta always look good, you know. But uh, when I was walking into the arena, I was like sweating like no other, and it's Vegas in September, so it's like one oh five when I'm walking into the arena at like one thirty,
0: Ooh. and when I leave,
1: it's just as hot, and I'm like, so I was dying. I like as soon as I got in my car after the interview, you know, I'm taking my jacket off and like taking my tie off, and I like, was so close to just like purely taking my shirt off, but it, we didn't get that bad, but I get a call about, I think two, three weeks later and yeah, Jim Dittman's like, Oh, we're, we're going to bring you in for some work. And yeah. So I started out with the Vegas golden Knights as essentially a runner. I was pretty much put and cross trained at any position that was there. And then I was that person like, Oh, we need these papers brought down to, you know, uh, game entertainment on the concourse level, or we need these brought to the NBA room, which is just basically a locker room that if there would be an NBA game, that's where it would be. But we use that as our headquarters. That's where we did like our pregame meetings and stuff.
0: Gotcha.
1: So that's how I started in the organization. And it was the biggest blessing and the most fun I've ever had because I'd never seen this level of entertainment and this level of just awesomeness that we do at the Vegas Golden Knights. And it was just like it's inspiring every night because we make so many people just go absolutely ballistic, even mm-hmm. if like the score is super low and we're losing, you know, you know goals, it's like four to one, it's five, two, whatever. We can we still try to have such a high level of production and uh, entertainment that we're still getting people just like, this is amazing, even though they'd lost, even though we're losing we felt so into it the entire time. And that's like the most amazing thing I'm involved in right now. Well, right now, quote unquote paused, but still. Uh,
0: That that is awesome. Um, I didn't, you know, for me, I guess, you know, to kind of, uh, I, I love the part you talking about how you just apply to anything, you know, applying to internships, applying to jobs. And, you know, one thing that I really love that you say that I always feel like it was my mentality with applying to jobs and what I normally try to encourage people that are out of high school or out of college and are looking for positions is, you know, the worst thing that they can say is no, you know? Like, exactly. you just send out a resume you put in and like, you know, you said that you have a confidence in yourself. You know, when you get into an interview, I feel the same way. I have confidence in myself,
1: but and even if it's you somebody can that talk, we know you can talk. We, for sure.
0: Yes, that's for sure. <laughs> um, you know, even for somebody that may not have confidence in themselves, nonetheless, like you're not going to get better at that unless you practice and you know what you go in and I mean, I've bombed interviews. The very first interview I had out of college was a terrible experience. They asked me what my five-year plan was, and I basically said I want absolutely nothing to do with your company in five years. Okay. And they looked at me wide-eyed and said, "You're gone. We want nothing to do with you if you're telling us right now that this is a one-year plan." Um, right. But that's something I would have never learned if I wouldn't have had that experience. And you know, exactly. and I think that's cool. Like you saying with the Golden Knights, it was you wanted to work for the Golden Knights, and it wasn't just a, okay. Which possession fits me best? You're like screw it, I'm sending in for everything and hopefully I get something and then once I get my foot in the door, then you can potentially move around, then you can move up, you know, then there's more flexibility once you're inside, but it wasn't like you were limiting yourself to one position. You just said, "I will take any position within this organization, within this team, and I will work from it from there," you know? And then you started yeah. as the runner. So I think, and
1: yeah, and I'm about to piggyback off of what you just said because that's exactly what happened. I came in, you know, I always say, like, my, you know, people say, oh, don't, you know, count yourself out. I'm like, I was bottom of the totem pole because I was. I was down there, dude. It was like, and that's, you that's where you got to start sometimes. And, and that's what, that's why, like, that's one of the reasons that I believe I was hired is because I said, I will do anything. If you need mm-hmm. me to cross train on any position, I will do it and I will you know, do research at home on how I can be better at this position. And that's kind of what this quarantine has done too, where I'm just like kind of researching different places and everything else like that. Because, because of that, and because of that work, I did get the opportunity to do a few different positions, even while I was the runner, if somebody couldn't come in, or if I, there was an open, I was able to fill in for a few times. So it worked out. And then Uh, Last season being my first season, we got knocked out in the first round against the Sharks, seventh game. You know, we won't talk about, you know, the hit or anything.
0: Oh, yeah, dude, that was terrible.
1: Yeah, you totally know exactly what I'm talking about, I know. Well, (laughs) if anybody on your podcast knows hockey, they might know what I'm talking about. Um, We got knocked out in the first round, and at first I was like, oh, you know, that was so much fun, and I don't know what it's going to be like going forward, what I'm going to be doing the next season, because uh, Jim Dittman, he actually left, like, very early on in my first season, and then... um, one of my, I call it, like, she is definitely one of my biggest, like, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Inspirations,
0: role Inspirations, models. Inspirations,
1: uh, yeah, along the lines of role models. Ah, uh, like, I was her protege, so she's there for my, what's the word? I can't think of the word. Um, she taught me a lot of what I know. She was like, I'm gonna, you know, basically take you under my wing and, like, teach you everything that I have learned, and then, Uh, Christina Tong was another one and uh, Brenda, she was up there. She taught me Dak and they just very much helped me feel comfortable up there, not feeling like I was on the bottom, but feeling like I was, you know, able to do so much more at every position because they helped me so much in training me so well. And um, yeah, Jenna is now our manager and she does a phenomenal job and we absolutely love her and she actually looks out for me so much. Like, for sure, she is just the best boss I could ask for. Shout out to you, Jenna. I doubt you'll ever listen to this, but it's okay. Um, I'll send it to her. We'll see. She'll probably listen to it. She's desperate for stuff to do. I was just texting her the other day.
0: Yeah, it's Um, the Rona.
1: It's the Rona, dude. Um, But, yeah, so she took over, and this next season, she calls me, and she's like, hey, we know that you did a couple games on Clips um, last season. How would you feel to do it again? And I was like, oh, you know, just like for a couple games, and then he'll bring some. No, you will be in charge of it for the entire season. And that, again, I got brought into that, and I got put there because of other experiences too, which I'll get to, because obviously, you know, I don't only work for the Vegas Golden Knights. Uh, because of the Vegas Golden Knights, I have been able to work for, you know, the CBS Sports Classic Basketball. I've worked for the Pac-12, barely, before the pause, I worked for the Las Vegas Aces, the WNBA team. You know, we know how much you love the WNBA. Yeah. Um, the Las Vegas Aviators, which is the A's, Oakland A's minor league affiliate. I did. I was in charge of all their instant replay. I was in charge of clips at the Aces. I did replay at the Aces. It's like I've worn a lot of hats at a lot of different places. But because of that, that's why I keep getting calls. Hmm. I've re- I've reached the point, although I'm still young in my career, that if you do the work and you show that you can do this. You will get called. You don't have to necessarily apply. And, you know, I'll kind of jump the gun with you on this, but uh, it has worked because today I got an email that I'll kind of, I'm not going to read the entire thing, but I'm really looking at my okay. laptop right now. Yes, yeah, um He is, oh, what is his technical He is the crewing manager, national crewing manager for program production. He's in charge of manning the Oakland Raiders. And I got an email from him saying that they're interested in me. Dude! So that is a possibility, and that's who I'm currently – like, I'm in an email train right now, back and forth, just of availability and, like, that kind of stuff. And I got that because Jenna threw my name out there because she's the manager of the Knights and obviously with the Raiders coming in. Uh, they needed to know who was around and Jenna threw my name out there. And that's why I'm so thankful for her because that's not the first time she's done something like that. And there are other people that I've worked with that have done the same thing. So that's what like that's what I love most about not only working for like the nights, but being in this production community of Vegas because we all have each other's backs. We all look out for each other and we will help each other in any way we can. If it be, oh, we see this position that I'm not really known for and i don't really know but hey this guy over here he's he's great at it you know he may not have a ton of experience but he will you know work his you know butt off in order to do better and be that person that he needs to be she needs to be whatever they will do that and that's what i love about the community that i'm in right now and like the network that i have is amazing it may not be you know uh national, like some other people have. And like, I think that would be one of my biggest goals is to get that national, you um, know, network. But right now to be in Vegas and where it's like sports are so up and coming that it just seems like we're not going to stop because the Knights are moving their AHL, which is the American hockey league. That's like the G league of the okay. NHL. So it's their development league. You know, if you get called up from the AHL, it's like being, on the mud hens, and you get called up to the Tigers. Right. That's essentially the same thing. If you're pl- if you're going to be playing for the Henderson Silver Knights, you could get called up and be playing for the Vegas Golden Knights. And then that's another opportunity. We may be able to work those games. So it's like, it's just, we are growing so much in Vegas as far as sports. And, like, because we are Vegas, production is through the roof. Like, it has to be. Like, uh, you're coming to Vegas, you want to show you will get a show if you're in Vegas. So that's what's like amazing to me that I've seen and like have gotten to be a part of as we move forward with sports in Vegas. Obviously not right now. I keep coming back to that because although some of the other people you may have talked to on this podcast and some of the other people that are listening to this podcast, you may be working. Sports world is currently paused for me. So like I've done training and everything else. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I mean, most of the athletic events are still closed for now and will be coming back. And I would assume, well, yeah, I don't know how that would work for you. Is it like, I guess, I don't necessarily want to, real quick to recap, yeah, I just love how in general, you know, you talk about the jobs and then now you're talking about even once you got the job that you just are having a tremendous amount of flexibility and, again, willing to humble yourself and say, I'm willing to do anything, and you're able to start with whatever position, get around. So not only does that give you more experience, but then that also uh, puts you in good favors with, you know, your bosses and other people with connections. So then, yeah, when you have these other opportunities, your name gets brought up. And as long as you keep saying yes and you keep getting these more experiences, I mean, this is the absolute – and you know, you talk about with being Vegas and sports are really exploding right now, the Golden Knights being a new team, the Raiders moving there um, – you know, and then on top of where you are at in your life and your career, being in your early twenties, mid twenties, like yeah, this is the perfect time to just take advantage of every single opportunity you have that's coming to you. Yeah. Um, and yeah, you mentioned a couple times, obviously you haven't had uh, as much work or work because of the situation, but uh, with Corona. But my question is for you, like when sports come back because are you working in the arena like will if there are no fans in the stadium will you still have work to come in and do like for or i don't like how does that look for you because a lot of things that you do are within the arena and again creating that atmosphere creating a show for the fans but if there are no fans and it's just simply we're getting sports back into play
1: does that mean you go back to work yeah, you pretty much just answered it because there won't be fans. It's, I mean, we can't say anything because we don't know. We right. don't know what kind of facet it is because, I mean, like like I said, minor league baseball just got announced today that there will not be any minor league baseball. Like, I literally got a text from
0: sure.
1: my boss at the Aviators saying it's not going to happen. Uh, so it's kind of interesting to see. We just – like, we don't know. Like, none of us know. And we don't ever want to act as a source because – we don't know like we could be asked by some person it's like but we don't like we have been told certain things sometimes and then obviously the way that this you know disease is developing it could change I mean that's what's happening I feel like you know a lot of things are reopening but a lot of people are you know kind of going back on that and things may be starting to close down so I mean with us as far as sports and everything we obviously want the safety to come first but you know We all all still want sports back, especially me and you and, like, I'm sure a lot of other people, like, we love sports. And it's how we, like, fill our time and how we love, you know, interact with one another. Like, that's how I feel like me, you, and Kyle's, like, relationship has stayed so strong is because we constantly talk about sports no matter what it is. It's like we see something funny and we talk about it. We see, you know, different things. And I feel like that's what I love so much about working in sports is because even when there aren't, they can still be a conversation topic. Hmm. And that's why I feel like it'll never go away. Truly, like it could, you know, I don't want to be negative, Nancy, but I mean, it could not be back all year. But we will still love our sports, and we'll. I'll be one of those people watching the reruns of whatever game from <laughs> two thousand seven or whatever, because that's I love sports. So it's like, and that's yeah. why I, I think like. I think we both agree that that Jordan documentary came out at the perfect time. Cause I feel like that gave everyone so much to do. And you know, in our world where it's like, cause I had one of my mentors, that's the word I was looking for earlier. Go back and, and somehow clip Internet. in there. I meant to say mentor, <laughs> my mentors, one of my mentors, she worked for Chicago. She worked for the bulls and the Blackhawks back in the nineties. Huh. So she saw it firsthand. I was that's like, I'm jealous.
0: yeah. That is awesome. So, you talked a little bit, uh, I guess, to kind of think more future or like on a bigger picture, like with your career goals. Again, right now, you're just taking advantage of every opportunity you have, and especially with the sports world growing in Vegas. You know, you talked about uh, potentially having like a national known network. I, you know, career wise for you, where do you potentially see yourself in 10, 15, 20 years? I guess, where do you see yourself, or even like, you know, what would be
1: the goal? Or the goal, dream yeah. Area? That's kind of like a two way street. You could go either one of two ways. I'd either say I would love to be um, full time for a team and helping develop like those daily entertainment aspects that I talked about and what we do with like the nights and everything else, in which I help basically design the show and bring in people and bring in guests and like that kind of thing. Or I would want to be on the other aspect where it's like I'd be working on a truck and traveling the country, working different sporting events all over the like country and uh i could be one night in I don't know, columbus ohio working a ESPN college football <laughs> ohio state versus who cares because they'll probably win anyways true and then the next the next day be at i don't know a baseball game for the playoffs i don't know like, that would be the kind of world I would love to live in where it's like, I just constantly travel around and be in different sports. Cause that's what I love that I do right now is that I do get to work so many different sports at the same time. It's like, yeah, I am predominantly working for the Vegas Golden Knights during, you know, from September until let's hope until June. Cause that's when the Stanley cup would be. Um, but then during the summer as like last summer, I was working for the aces and the, aviators and obviously aviators games being me in charge of all instant replay i was there you know for eight consecutive nights sometimes the longest streak that we had of games was i think 14 games i was there two weeks in a row every night for two weeks doing the exact same thing and that's where i got like okay i'm tired of baseball can we can they go on the road for like a month but then uh occasionally there'd be some of those like longer home streaks where there'd be an aces game thrown there so it's like i got that you know different aspect i got that kind of differential where it's like i didn't have to go to a baseball game that night i got to go to a women's basketball game but it's still vegas and we like i was in charge of clips there too so i played all the videos and it's like i entertain people and that's how i view it it's like every time there's a person in the stands this could be their first time and i want to make sure that you know, I'm impressing them with my skills and what we do. And, like, we all come together so well in doing that. And that's what I love.
0: Yeah, I think that's awesome. That,
1: I mean, you know, and you guys, similar roles
0: both within sports but, you know, different sides of it. That is almost exactly what Kyle Nash had said when I interviewed him on the second episode and wanting, you know, his reasoning why to wanting to get into sports management. I remember him talking about similar thing. He's like, you know, for him, a couple summers that he spent working at, It was like a double-A baseball team. And he's like, yeah, you know, like a lot of kids would say, oh, it's just a dumb internship. It's for the summer. I'm just trying to get in and get out and get the experience and move on up and up and up. And he's like, for him, he tried to make the most of every single opportunity he had because, yeah, you know, this is a family event. This is an experience. It is trying to make the best memory possible for the fans and for the people that come in and to enjoy it. Like, you know, obviously, yes, they're coming in for the hockey, but for your role with production, you have the capability to make it a much more exciting event than, and you have the capability to make the Las Vegas Golden Knights hockey game much different than any other hockey game they've ever been to. You know, so yeah, then when they I'll go be, to other I'll, hockey be, a, I'll games, be a little
1: difficult. In our name, we are not the Las Vegas. Gold. We are the Vegas Golden Knights. It's a branding thing. Like people, people go nuts. We are the Vegas Golden Knights. Oh, that's the only thing I'll correct you, on. just because like why is that? I don't
0: really know. I guess it's a, it's
1: it's marketing, it's branding, it's whatever. But we are the gotcha. Vegas. We don't have the loss. We are We are the Vegas. We are VGK, not LVGK. Gotcha. We're, we're yeah. weird. We want it. We, we you know. Like All of our fans are weird too. You know, we're the medieval <laughs> maniacs, dude.
0: <laughs> Middle evil maniacs.
1: Um, no, I think that's awesome to
0: think long term and like you know you had said the second option, you traveling around like you know me knowing you as well as I do, I can see that being perfect for you. And yeah. That's the name, I mean, but like that is by no means a traditional normal job and i'd be like that is what you would love about it it's not a normal nine to five it's always changing it's yeah because you know me, i've never sports. been the
1: one that's been like following along and doing exactly what i was supposed to be doing i mean i was a kid who always got told i needed to cut my hair and did i ever cut my hair nope not until long you hair joined the choir. <laughs> that's true that's true but i was getting money then i wasn't getting money back in like you know Pettisville high school days
0: hey, i again
1: i it well i mean could have been like Zion Williams. And I went to Pettisville High School. You know, I could have gone to Wassean, but they paid me at Pettisville High School. <laughs> they did, They just knew I would be such a good athlete. Ignore my freshman year stats. But after that, I, I do way better. <laughs> oh, all
0: right, dude. Let's get into the last question then. The question I always end with every single interview I have. Uh, you know, we kind of have talked about it, obviously, at points throughout the episode with you. But what are you doing? active what are you doing today to reach your dreams of tomorrow like what are you doing to be able to get into one of those positions that you potentially see yourself in in 10 15 20 years
1: constantly learning that's i think that's the biggest thing constantly learning and making sure that you are the best at your position as you can be and that if there is something new that you could learn that you are actively pursuing trying to do that so that's how I get these emails from like, uh, from the people I worked with last week of doing Dactronics training for two days, for seven hours both days of just sitting there and going over a professional. Where it's like you may know exactly what she's talking about, but there could be one little thing in which oh I didn't know that because that's exactly what happened to me last week. I had done Dactronics before, <laughs> and I had done like you know a little bit of design, but then. I'm looking at it and I'm like, wow, I never thought to do it this way or I never would have known this certain button to press in order to do this and like that kind of thing. And then the same thing with like this email that I got today about the Raiders, it's going to be expression training. So it's like the expression is basically, uh, it's CG, so it's computer graphics, but it's kind of like those layovers. So it's like uh, if Joe Buck is announcing a game and he just comes on to like uh, Fox whatever, and it shows his name below, that's CG, that's expression. Like, that's what I would would be doing. And it could be a lot of different things because a lot of, you know, places use it differently. So, like, I could be doing expression for playing videos because that's what it it can be used as. And, like, I am cross-trained in that because, again, a lot of my mentors taught me how to do that right away. Like, that was one of my first... I was the CG assist. That was my very first job at the Golden Knights. I only did it for like a couple preseason games. And I think the second regular season game, and then I went to runner and then I went to social media. And then it's like, I was just all over the place, but I always said, I'm like, wherever you need me, I will be there and I will do it to the best of my abilities. And I will learn as best I can. So I think that's one thing you just have to constantly be learning, constantly be telling yourself, I can learn this. I can get better at it. no matter what position you are set in. You are never going to stop learning. Like, I think that's something that I've been, told most of my life where it's like uh, my grandpa does the same thing. He's like you know I'm I think he's 78 mm. right now? 79? And he's like I never stop learning. I can always learn something. And that's what I feel like definitely in my world because technology and sports entertainment and sports themselves will always be changing so you need to be able to change with because if you just stay stuck you won't get hired. You won't get emails. Mm. You won't get calls. You won't You know get to experience what you get to experience because i have experienced some amazing things i never thought you know in the year that i spent at cbu that i said you know essentially screw my degree even though yeah i do have a degree which is great i say go to school because it is great you will meet great people you will learn skills because i did learn skills um but you don't know what it could lead to you'll essentially be brought in and be like oh i could learn this i will get better and then one day you'll get a call in which hey we need you to be in charge of this and then that will be there you know because you don't know who's in the stands there could be the president of some other organization or like say um i've gotten compliments from like fox sports west back when i was at cbu and that's what really kind of like pumped my gas about going into sports production is because they were saying you have a skill like you see things before they happen and you can develop them and know you know which camera angle will be best as long as you know, you were like that's another thing uh, instant replay is very trusting in others you want to be able to trust that your camera guys for sure have the shot because you know if you have great camera guys that makes right. you look like so much better on replay and it's like if you have a great technical director same thing mm-hmm. uh, if you are if, like in my position on clips it's like I can drag in a dance clip and my uh, it'll make me look better if my if like the camera guys and then my technical director who changes the camera angles and punches the buttons, if they change camera angle to a kid dancing and I can find a dance clip to match that kid and they just go back and forth, that is all of us help being a team and helping each other perform better. And then I am constantly learning because then I know like, oh, if we do that, then I can do this. It's learning how best to fit. Whatever role, whatever position you are put in, in any job that you work, you know what I mean.
0: Boom, boom! Drop the mic, cut, cut the up. podcast right there, man. No, I mean I think that's great. Like you said, actively, where going? <laughs> <mic. Don't
1: worry. laughs>
0: actively trying to learn. You know, I, I love you said in there about whenever you, wherever you need me, I'll be there. And I think you know, and again, especially with where I'm like Forrest Gump. I- wherever
1: you need me, I won't be far away.
0: especially when we are you know younger within our careers and our professions i think that's something you should really take all the way until retirement you know that is a positive attitude that people should have within their workforce but especially when you're in the positions that we are in and many young oh yeah, as
1: a young pro yeah as a young pro, definitely
0: just wherever you need me i will be there i don't care what it is you know that again i'm willing to do whatever it takes and like you said always learning and and i think that's awesome that you know you I mean, obviously, you know, you realize that as well. That again, the technology is changing, the entertainment's changing. So not only are you learning what you're doing right now, but you're also learning because everything's changing and everything's always evolving. But having a positive attitude about that change and like being excited for it, rather than a, "oh, I'm never gonna reach perfection," "oh, I'm never gonna reach that point." It's like, no, it's awesome because I always have something to strive for.
1: Yeah, definitely, because nobody's ever gonna be perfect in anything. Like, I all of my bosses have always said that. It's like oh, you know, we're going to mess up, but we know that you have our back in case we do, that we will have a, you know, an escape that we can just real quick come to you with a funny video or whatever. And it's the same thing that they can lean on. Oh, you should definitely, after what I was about to say, I was about to say, that, you know, they can lean on me in like situations like that, but I can do the same. You need to end this podcast with lean on me. You need to tie it in. <laughs> it's like, all right, you know, I'm Tom Fry. This is Dy- Dykstra. We're, we'll, we'll see you all later
0: we (laughs) all need somebody i'll switch out the outro music just for this episode ah look at that Ah. see i'm just
1: hey that's me you know with the production level that's what i love to do like we have we have production meetings before all of our games that i work in all sports and that's what we do we brainstorm we throw out ideas and you know i've been able to do that a few times so it's like Mm. same situation if you ever need any production advice, I probably can't give it to you, but I will help. <laughs> I will try because I am going to constantly be learning. I'm going to learn this podcast thing, and I'll be your producer. And
0: well, then we'll
1: get picked up by a station, and then we're going to make it massive, and then we'll turn into a sports. Po- no, I'm just kidding. Ooh,
0: yo! If I could get some, make it big, get some sponsors, I would not complain about that.
1: Hey, I already gave you like three That's sponsors right. earlier talking about talking about all the things I was doing early in my life trying to get into what I'm doing now.
0: Fair enough. Well, hey, thank you for tuning into this podcast. It's been a fantastic podcast, uh, good episode. Thanks for coming on, Dykstra. It's been yeah, cool absolutely. being able to listen to you. Uh, you know, in the way that you have. Thanks the Explain my life, right? Yeah, I mean, explain your life, but also just to had a positive attitude and being, you know, go getter very early in your career, and you know, and how that has led you into other opportunities
1: along the way. So I've def- definitely grown since that you know goofy looking kid from Pedestal, Ohio. Right? Emphasis on goofy. Goofy for uh, sure. <laughs> oh, that long hair! I see it on like my old pictures. I'm like, jeez, I was more of a surfer when I was in Ohio than when I lived in California. <laughs> All right, boy. Thank you guys for tuning into the
0: episode. And uh, again, it has been a fantastic episode. I hope you got as much out of it as I have. So God bless and Lean hope you have a great week. When